okay. You're, you're semi-functional. You know, I'm trying, but I'm more your life. I'm I'm on the spectrum every day. Slightly functional. <laughs> slightly functional. Between slightly functional and completely unfunctional? I don't know. What is the like the little slugs that walk along the the sidewalk in the mornings after a rainstorm? That's been me for like the past week, right? Like <laughs> So this is on going from the liver detoxing we were having before the last time we talked? Yeah, the liver is healing, the liver is letting go, and I'm just hanging on for dear life while we ride the waves of healing. <laughs> so what are you doing to take care of yourself during this? Should we call it a flare or what is this, or a detox? A detox flare, I think, is, you know, closest we're going to get. Um, I would just say, you know, nutritionally supporting the body. You know, food is a huge part, component of my healing. We talked about broccoli being amazing for women with estrogen issues around that. Um, and other than that, you know, we always say, if you feel terrible, you need to take time and rest and lay down and type a personality like me, not doing particularly well in that area, but I'm giving it a for effort as, you know, trying to cut down and allow the body time to heal and process all those things. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're feeling better. We had talked at least privately. I don't know if you did it on the podcast about kind of banking episodes so that yeah. when these sort of things happen, clearly we have not banked any episodes and we may never bank episodes. So for those of you who do listen to us regularly, please bear with us and just know that our intention is to put out an episode every week. However, life happens. Lime However, happens. we're Lyme patients. Yes. <laughs> we have good intentions. <laughs> so just don't, don't hit the, hit the subscribe button hit the notification button if this is on YouTube. I think we put it on YouTube. And so that way you'll get notified when a new episode comes up. And it's it's we, we really are excited about this new format that we have where we play an interview and then and then comment about it along the way. So this week's episode is an interview with Jordan and Jordan is somebody who has gone to and through Lyme and has an amazing story to tell. So without further ado, just be cliched is all cliched. Uh, let's get going here. You up for it, Lauren? Yeah, I can't wait. I love Jordan's story. <laughs> all right, let's rock and roll. So Jordan, welcome. So excited to talk to you and you don't look like, and I, I know I hate to see this cause I'm gonna get beat up by half of you who are really not feeling well and still look great, but You've got a lot of Shen brightness, spirit coming through your eyes. You got a big smile. You don't look like somebody right now who's under the boot of Lyme disease. No, no, absolutely not. I would say that 2022 is my first healthy year. And then 2023 was the first year that I kind of accepted that I was healthy and started feeling better. I also had a baby two weeks ago. So oh, um, that's congratulations. <laughs> they, I didn't physically have the baby, obviously. My uh, wife did, but <laughs> we are so excited. And that is also why I have this glow. It's a no sleep, extreme ex exhaustion and happy glow. But yeah, I don't have Lyme disease anymore. And I know how triggering that can be for people that are still sick. Because when I was diagnosed in 2017, I was told it was incurable. I ran into a few people that had told me that they'd gotten through it. And it was hard to, hard to accept. So I'm not by any means trying to trigger anybody. But I, I definitely don't um, have the illness anymore. I want to pause there. What does he mean by triggering people by saying I don't have the illness anymore? 
Why would that trigger oh, people? Well, how hard is it to like exist in this world of constant misery, turned away by doctors, and then some other people are lucky enough to get better? I find that oh. it, it it is okay. such a hard space. It's like you want that so much. You want so much what he has that what he has is almost like hurtful. And I, I, I get it. You know, I wish it wasn't that way, but it is. Okay. So are we torturing people by showing them people who've come through or are we giving people hope? I think both, right? Like it, healing <laughs> is a constant painful journey. And this is part of it, like that I want this and I may have it or I may not have it, or it may take a lot longer than I think it is. It's, it's a hard reality, right? Yeah. I, I tell some of my younger women patients who are in the dating world, trying to find a partner. I tell them dating sucks until it doesn't and kind of oh, maybe, so maybe, true. <laughs> maybe healing sucks until it doesn't anymore. Right. It's true. <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get back to the interview. So how did you get diagnosed? How long did um, that that's take? A great question. That's a great question. So I was sick with like blood markers off the charts ever since I could remember. When I was young, I was on antibiotics, puffers. They even thought that I had um, like chronic bronchitis growing up when I was extremely young. And I played elite level sports, so I, I was always pretty fit, but I never focused on nutrition. I was eating like just garbage stuff growing up. It was just part of the culture with like playing hockey. Like you needed something quick to eat. You grab it, you go to the You're game. A hockey player? Idea. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so just a long-winded way of saying, I have no idea when it started, but I had a semester abroad in Australia in 2016 and I started getting these wicked symptoms. I literally, I was at the gym one day and my skin turned to almost cardboard and I looked like I'd aged 60 years in a matter of 10 seconds. Um, I have a picture of it on my Instagram. I can send it to you after, but it looks like I'm using an Instagram filter. And I was diagnosed that I, no, I wasn't diagnosed with Lyme. I was told that I was dehydrated and I needed to drink more water. So I, and I was prescribed a steroid um, because it continually happened when I was there. And um, I was taking steroids every day and it was pretty brutal on my health. And then when I got home, um, I dove off home to Canada. I'm Canadian. Um, I dove off of a dock and I hit the bottom of a lake and I uh, did some serious damage to my neck and head. I had 25 staples in my scalp, um, caused instability in my C-spine, uh, tore off my rectus capitis from the back of my head. And um, I didn't, I was embarrassed by it. So I didn't really tell too many people. And I was working in finance at the time and the numbers just kept getting smaller and smaller. And then I had to go back to my final year of university where I was a Dean's List scholar. I'm going to kind of pump myself up there and I just couldn't keep up by the first uh, round of exams I had to withdraw from university and I went into like this extreme bout of depression where it turned into suicidal ideation and, and, and more and more pain I couldn't even explain the pain and then my parents were incredible at the time they still are but I'm older now and they were able to get me all of my blood markers done but nobody could give me any answers um, it was, it was pretty crazy for about a year. I was getting worse and worse from a, a neck injury. Uh, I'd lost about 50 pounds. I went from being like this athletic build guy down to like 140 pounds. And, uh, I was in a neck collar for a period of about four years. Um, but after the first year, we started seeing some people that deal with concussion health holistically. And, um, the Sam who I was seeing there actually suggested that I get tested for Lyme. I had been tested for Lyme in Canada with like the Western blot, came back negative many times. But I went and I sent my um, blood out to a couple panels. So one of them was Cyrex in California. They do this 
whole interesting panel about like food sensitivities and um, all of my markers were like off the charts. So they thought that I had some sort of leaky gut. And then I also sent my blood to Armin Labs in Germany and that's where they test cytokines. So they, I was told right then that I had Lyme disease and a whole list of co-infections and um, we can send you the, the paperwork if you need to see it. Let's pause there. So many thoughts. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm pausing. Oh, I mean, I guess so where to start is like just, so dehydration was what they kept pinging me with. You're dehydrated, you're dehydrated. And that's that type A personality that I was deanless list working two jobs on top of deanless. I was an athlete as well, like, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing and not accepting that the body was struggling. Um, and it was the steroids for me as well, that they really like turned my life upside down. I think a lot of people say, oh, I was given steroid then that was the big flare that never ended. So just very close story. I, I didn't jump off a pier and uh, crunch my neck the way he did. That was just an extra icing for him. But <laughs> interesting that there's so, so close a parallel with what you're talking about. Yeah. What I wanted to get your reaction to was testing. And the need for oh, the testing. testing. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, we'll just hit, of course, that testing is so inaccurate. And so many people have said, I've been tested, I've been tested, and it didn't show anything. Or even if it showed a slight positive, doctors say, well, don't worry about that, right? Like, that's insane. He got lucky enough to be in holistic context with somebody who said, go overseas. Super unlikely, not usually what happens. But if you are able to do that, that's such an amazing thing to be able to do. Um, and there's more and more options now. I was actually just looking through. Uh, Galaxy is making really amazing advances. Igenix, Armin, like great testing out there now if you know what to look for. <laughs> so let's let's just go through those again. So the Armin Labs is the one that he did. Good lab. Yep, Armin Labs. Uh, they were closed Germany during COVID. Or Austria, they, something like Germany, that. and they Germany, uh, yeah. they just reopened after COVID to testing Americans again. So they're great. Uh, Galaxy Labs is out of North Carolina. Really great testing. And I think most people know Igenix is the leader. So. Yeah. If, if you feel you need testing done to get your standard health practitioners on board, you have to go beyond. And he, the problem is even with those tests, they'll, they, some doctors will just go ahead and dismiss those results. Oh, well, they're not from my lab, so therefore they're not a legitimate test. And that's just such... Uh, or I don't understand this lab, course. right? Yeah. It, that's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. The, the, the lab reports are not that difficult. You know, if the, if the practitioner takes two seconds to take a breath and look at them, it's like, oh, I understand what they're saying. And they have all the right. explainer text at the end of it, too. So that's just an excuse. If you hear that from a doctor, they're just feeding you a line of baloney, I'm saying. <laughs> donkey poop <laughs> <laughs> all right lauren anything else with this no i like it um, don't, di don't dive off a, a pier into shallow water that's probably yes head injuries place. tend to not help your overall health and well-being <laughs> and there is a tight you know we talk about mold and lime but head injuries and lime are very closely connected too and you also brought in the steroids in lime too because what yeah. are steroids doing they're suppressing the immune system. They suppress And they're giving the little bugs wings. They're like, here, here's your juices. Fly faster. <laughs> exactly. So it's, you know, if, if you're not doing better on steroids, um, 
And a lot of times steroids are given with antibiotics too because they want to bring down the inflammation. The body maybe is overacting a little bit or prevent the dreaded cytokine storm, which is serious, right? That's that's sepsis. You don't want to have a cytokine storm. Which is, you know, it's not never steroids. It's steroids in extreme specific certain instances. (laughs) Right. And, you know, having cardboard skin is probably unattractive and weird and probably painful, but it may not be the worst thing in the world too, especially if you're getting worse. All right, let's get back in. But at that, at that point in time, it was like, I didn't care that I had Lyme disease. I had no idea what it was. I was still focused on the concussion. I was in extreme pain. I couldn't be outside during the day. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't look at a screen. We couldn't do this call right now. Um, and the depression was just overtaking me. So I'm like, I don't care that I have Lyme disease. I don't know. Okay, I have to stop there too. The whole mental aspect of this disease. Grueling. Or any chronic illness. I mean, we, we forget most of us have not been sick long enough to get depressed. Oh, <laughs> I disagree. I, I, I went through that phase. I lived okay. that phase and I meant crawling people, out of that phase is brutal. Sorry, sorry Lauren. <laughs> I didn't mean people would lie. I mean, people out in the, in, in the normal world, right? You well, get, the, the real yeah. humans, the, yeah, the, real the humans. untainted humans, yes, exactly. <laughs> the uninfected yet humans. We just, most people haven't experienced any type of illness, any type of setback that exists long enough to really kick them down. Some people have, and they understand. Most people really have not. No. They have not. And it's it's such a critical piece, and we're finding more and more. The whole psychoneuroimmunology piece is massive in Lyme disease. Gut connection that you mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Gut, brain, vagus nerve. Yep. Parasympathetic, sympathetic, all the heart, lungs, bowels, kidney, liver. What else am I leaving out? I just go the insides, right? The, the pieces the from <laughs> the viscera, as the Chinese say. Yes. And my stubbornness and um, all of that was pretty apparent until I got to a point where, um, you know, I started, they started feeding me antibiotics and I was taking ciproflaxin and um, I ended up tearing my hip labrum and um, my shoulder popped out. Yeah. Yeah. And they told me I needed a new hip at 20 years old. They needed a new shoulder at 20 years old. And um, that I needed to fuse my spine because my neck just wasn't healing. And I was just like, that's not cool. So my dad had been doing some stuff for his hips down here in Florida where I live now. Um, some PRP, so platelet-rich plasma injections. And I, I did about 15 rounds in my hip, which was a long period. That's a lot. It's extremely painful. And uh, my hip was perfect. There was no more labrum tears. It was perfectly healed. And then, uh, ironically, I, I um, was coming home from the airport. I passed out in the bathroom. I hit my face off the urinal. And I needed a bunch of stitches across my face. And uh, the next day, I passed out again on a trampoline during Thanksgiving. And my shoulder went into my rib cage. It just popped completely out. And at what point, I mean, you're, you're going through your detox setback. At what point do you just have to dial back and say, you know what? Things aren't going in my direction right now. I probably should be a little more careful. No, I love this guy. He can take a punch. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the hockey player is forward here. Like don't stop. Um, you know, I would I would actually say pro his approach, which is a little bit insane. But I will say he is up and Why? active. Why? Because that is he, insane. He's he he got 
so the you know okay you're in the airport you're pushing yourself whatever you pass out there okay but then you know 24 (laughs) hours later now i'm on a trampoline I don't, maybe not a trampoline, but like <laughs> we already know that like rebounding is great for the lymphatic system. So something I struggled with is when I got sick, I went down and I stopped moving because oh, I was so okay. dizzy and the body can't heal when you're not active. So I actually, I think people who stay in motion and stay active tend to heal faster because they don't stop the body from working. Don't run your head into things and don't fall off trampolines. But aside from that, like I am very pro movement. <laughs> All right. So something gentle like being on a rebounder and maybe just bouncing, taking walks. Well, and let's not fall off the trampoline. Like you could be an AFV, America's Funniest Home Videos for trampolines all day. Maybe something different until you are not passing out. <laughs> all right. So we're sort of, we're on the page. So I understand what you're saying. So it does take something to push through and keep moving without a doubt. And that's part of the depression too. Yes. Is if you just get couch bound, you and you never move again. Get up. Yep. You know, as an, as an aside, I I see with my older patients, my older acupuncture patients, the ones who are put in a wheelchair because of healing from whatever surgery they've had or whatever accident that they've had, the ones who fight to get out of it. I mean, it's a fight right? Because their muscles are gone in three, four, five, seven days. They have to fight to get out of it because it's hard to stand again. The ones who fight do okay. The ones who give up, that's it. The wheelchair is their home for the rest of their life. Exactly. It's, it's really remarkable. Okay, here we go. I was told that, you know, I tore my, my, my shoulder labrum like 90%. And I went to see the same doctor. Um, we, did a, we did a couple rounds there, but I started using frequency therapy in my shoulder because at the same time, I was using frequency for the line, so we can backtrack a bit. Um, in 2017, one of my neighbors up the street had been diagnosed with Lyme disease after she thought that she had Bell's palsy. She was like half of her body was paralyzed. And she said that she met this like witch doctor in Detroit who uses frequency therapy. And she was 100% cured that when I was talking to her, she was working in LA. She was working like 20 hour days uh, on a studio and just like really enjoying what she was doing. And I was wondering how she did that from the place that I was at to where she got. So I said, sure, we'll try out this witch doctor. And luckily my parents were able to take me there and she was ripe. So the reason we started with her was because immediately when we saw her, she did like a body scan with me, a resonance scan. And she was able to tell us exactly what my blood work told us without us showing her the blood work. So she understood what co-infections I had, what like Lyme strains I had, that were 30 strains of Lyme. And she even showed us more in more depth what the, I guess the reader was telling us. So we decided to go ahead with it and I got so much worse over a period of three months. So we knew it was working. So, um, of course <laughs> she, I was, did, did she prepare you for that? Like did this make, no, it worse? I was, I was in extreme turmoil in my brain and, um, it was hard. It was extremely hard. Um, but at so the how, time, did, I had a great how did you know? Cause you've, you've been through hell and everything from, yeah. you know, trampoline accidents to urinal accidents to you know crazy diving accidents i mean all kinds of just crazy stuff plus you didn't even talk about how you beat yourself up playing hockey and i know you did but we're not even talking about that stuff both shoulders like reconstructed exactly (laughs) so so you're used to a beat up body so you start seeing the witch doctor you're still calling her the witch Mm -hmm. doctor she may suggest you do some weird stuff 
and totally you go weird. ahead and do it and you start getting worse. But instead of saying she's a witch doctor, she's making it worse in the back of your mind, like, yes, let's go. This is yeah, and it didn't happen. so how, it, how did how did you get to that point? I was still seeing Sam at um, I want to remember the term. It's a Toronto based clinic. It was like P3 health or something. And he said that that's good. That's a sign, not good, but that's a sign that I'm herxing. I'm a Herxheimer okay. reaction. Um, I'm killing something and my body's dealing with it. It's flushing through my organs and, uh, you know, I'm having a hard time. Maybe I should slow down. But he was really open to it. And he started implementing some frequency stuff at his clinic. And I thought that was great. All right. There's Herx. And then there's a three-month Herx. Can we have a discussion about this? Oh man, I love it though. Like, I, <laughs> I think it's very much based on your personality, right? Slow healing is good for some people when you're very sensitive, it's very essential. This guy is taken with the punches, right? And he's like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to go through it. So to each to their own, but man, I love it. <laughs> so, but what, what if, and this was the point I was trying to draw out of him is like, what if he wasn't actually getting better and yes. we're not having this conversation now and is actually being driven more into the ground I mean, yeah. at what point do you say okay i've been herxing now for 12 months 18 months what you know whatever that time frame is three months is a long time that's that's not a herx at that point but that's a series of herxes or you know that's that's just it's more than your body can handle so you know what's left is is for pain and inflammation and and that sort of thing is your body tries to detox. Yeah. But I think this is where you have to really trust your practitioner, right? Like if the practitioner can do bioscans and say, we're making improvements, there's inflammation. I think there's an in-between, right? You're totally right that it's too much for some people and you should not push your body to a level of being unhealthy to assume you're going to break through the fourth wall and just be better if you suffer. But how do you, and maybe there's no answer to this question. I'm going to ask it again, because I think this is really important for a lot of people making decisions is it's not about trust. So you trust your person, right? Who's saying, okay, do a therapy, whether it's antibiotics, IV, whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is. I trust you. I'm going to do this. You know, I'm feeling worse. Okay. Hang in there. Month one. I'm still feeling worse. Matter of fact, I'm worse than I was a month ago. That's all right. Hang in there. And then you go, how, when do you get to the point that you have to say, okay, it's time to switch horses. It's time to try something else. And the only thing I've gotten out of pushing people, and maybe you're going to give me the same answer too, is like there's some intuition kind of thing. I I would definitely say intuition. Like I, I think I've said a lot, I work with an herbalist and there are moments that I was having symptoms that I went, this can't be right. Like this can't be what it has to be to get through this other level. And man, once I got to that other side, I believe her and I believed it was necessary and I didn't think there was a different way. Like, and I also believe that some people push themselves. So I think it's intuition. I think it's knowing who you are and knowing if where you're going, like is going to get you there. And then also just trusting. Um, Cause I ask a lot of people who've gotten better. I say, what got you through? And they said, faith that I was going to get better. And there was no other answer, which is infuriating for everybody listening. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> well, that's, that's th- any, anything is like, I, I'm going to accomplish this. Yep. And the, the corollary to that is, or die trying. <laughs> Let, let's not do that. Like, <laughs> suffer trying. 
that's not great either. <laughs> but that, that's that's the truth of it. Yeah. That's the truth of it. It's like this, the suffering's temporary because I know I'm going to get better. Yeah. And you know what's really cool? that The doctor who was injecting me with um, PRP actually started doing frequency stuff at his clinic. So, you know, everybody was on board, which was great. If I had a doctor tell me that it was like BS and I shouldn't do it at that point in time, I probably wouldn't be how I am today because yeah. I was so locked into what other people were telling me. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I, my parents were on board. They said, let's, kept, let's keep doing it. And my dad was actually going to take me to Germany to do hyperthermia and like bee venom therapy. Like you're all ready for that. But the, the frequency was working. And then at the same time, like we've switched my diet. I'm no longer eating like trash. And I was completely gluten and dairy free. But at the time, I literally thought that that meant eliminate everything. So I was on like a whole foods diet, just vegetables, um, very limited carbs. We thought all carbs were gluten. We were very uneducated. So I had like no rice, no grain, nothing, and just a ton of protein and like no sauce because we thought sauce was all gluten. And, um, but it really helped. I cleared up a ton of inflammation. It really helped me with the, the Herx reactions because I was able to handle them. And I got worse for a long time. And then when I started getting better, um, I actually hurt myself more. I I, got, I told myself in my brain that this couldn't be real. And I set myself back about a year. I started regressing because uh, I had such negative thought patterns. I was like, nobody gets through line. And I'm looking at it in hindsight now. I can see that. When I was in it, I couldn't see. I thought that I was just getting another episode. Um, I was going through like all these horrible things. And I brought back all of my symptoms. I gave myself what they call a chemical concussion. That was my diagnosis. I, again, I was stuck in a neck collar. I couldn't look at screens. I couldn't be in a car. Just from my thoughts. And um, it was pretty serious. And it was this. Man loves to hurt himself. <laughs> That's an interesting comment. He is a tough guy. Yeah. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, he's, he's a hockey player. Yeah. And hockey, I mean, old school hockey, you know, it's like, let's show how many teeth you got knocked out. Right. And they yeah. smile at you. Right. So, but it's interesting. This thought we think about thought patterns as maybe affecting us mentally, emotionally, but you know, the, this idea of the recurrence of the, the concussion symptoms, the recurrence of the Lyme symptoms, simply by what's that? There's a fancy word for ruminating, anyway, there's a fancy word for just having yes. obsessive thoughts about, oh, I'm, you know, this can't be real. I'm going to get sick again. Well, I'll actually say, so I've been doing the primal trust program that we've been talking about, and she made a very interesting point. That she said, when you are triggered by something, it may not be what's happening to you now. It may be a memory of something that has happened to you when you did something in the past. And man, that has been so true to me. Like I have PTSD responses to opening a car door and getting in a car. And I am triggered every single time. And that's what I'm working with that to break that thing. But so I have a physical on the ground reaction. So this seems very logical to me that the brain is set in this pattern of creating a catastrophic event the brain panics the chemicals go wrong like and it sounds crazy to other people but i mean i've very much experienced it and it's very hard to break and let's pause there limewarrior.us 
to learn about primal trust. It's an amazing training. It's all about getting your brain right, your mind right, your thought patterns right. It's a critical piece of healing. If you're not doing something like that or if you're not satisfied with the program you're on now, check out Primal Trust. It's awesome. Yep. And I was about to say, I know Jordan is a huge fan of maybe not Primal Trust, but the whole brain retraining thing. So I'm hoping he'll talk more about his experience with it. All right. And we are, we are coming out on 30 minutes. Are you all right to continue with this interview? Let's go. I right. uh, Jordan has amazing things to say. So we'll keep rolling. It's a crazy thing. And it la lasted about a year until um, my wife, now Lauren, basically pulled me out of it. It was detrimental thoughts. I started working with a, like a coach um, who was a spiritual coach at the time. I wasn't very spiritual. And it was all about opening up like how my thoughts create my reality and how my... Um, just like this, the one thing they said that stuck with me is that if thoughts can create an ulcer, they can also cure them. And I was like, that's pretty crazy to think about. Like you can create an ulcer just from being stressed. So I, I now know that maybe it was like a, a cyclical thing. I was going through another possible like line episode, but it took about a year and then I got back to it. And um, my by the end of the, the rifing, um, Kyle Morgan, who is my practitioner, who's passed away since then. Um, she said, you don't need to see me anymore. Bye. <laughs> and I was like, but I still feel pain. She's like, no, you're showing nothing on your scans. It's probably in your mind. Um, go live your life. And it was habitual. I was stuck in like the habit of being in pain. And it took me so long to get out of that. Like probably another year or so to get out of like the mental habit of being in pain. That sounds stupid, but just remember people have phantom limb pain and it's real they are in serious pain and it's the habit the brain and the nervous system's habit of being in pain so don't we we are we are creatures of habits in so many ways and always thinking every time i got a little flu bug or uh like an ankle injury that oh this might be lyme I, am i having lyme again um so it was really hard. i just have to pause there do you still go through this? Oh, man, every second. My <laughs> pinky is aching. Man, I should hit my lime tincture. Man, that's me still. <laughs> and so do you hit your lime tincture just to go through the motion of it? Or are you training yourself to, okay, calm down, take a breath, let's... No, I am still very much in the hit it, and it, it doesn't react. And so I'm like, okay, there's no reaction. It's not active and present. You have to deal with whatever... Else is going on. Okay, else so you tested. Like, yeah. Okay, okay, thanks. <laughs> hard to break that cycle. And that, that was my last question for you. You mentioned it took about a year to trust your healing mm -hmm. so that each time you didn't have a nickel to borrow a Australian phrase or New Zealand phrase. I've been watching rugby. So sometimes oh, I nice. a nickel. <laughs> yeah. The all so, blacks. I yeah, exactly. Guys, a, yeah. a minor, a minor injury is a nickel. So every time, you know, how, and was that part of the spiritual coaching, the mindset coaching that helped you get through that? Yeah. And I started reading a lot of like Napoleon Hill and um, Joe Dispenza and Tony Robbins. And I got into the Tony Robbins circle. I started doing all the events and I saw that just from an immersive weekend, like longer, maybe three full days of, we did like um, embrace the power within or something like that. Or did I don't remember my life. 
we were at we were did it virtually so we didn't physically do it but uh-huh. i felt so different yeah i just felt like i changed and i realized like the synapses in my brain had changed i'm forming new like connections i have a, a goal and what really got me through the period of not doing well was something that i didn't realize was so powerful at the time it was when i met lauren she met my wife now the mother of my child um i was extremely sick and she saw something in me and i had so much negativity about myself but the one thing that i did see was throwing a ball with my future son i know that it seems like i'm making that up now but it's true when i was extremely sick the one thing that got me through is i i was like i can't do this vision if i stay sick i i need to get through and it felt me like being pulled i was called to it and i was called to help other people and i realized that as a singular person i wasn't helping enough and uh, there was less trust, which just mean I wanted to build this community of helpers and healers. And that's kind of what got me into what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest change was having something to get better for. And it wasn't myself. It was outside of myself. And with a very short story, one of my earliest lessons as a brand newly minted acupuncturist was I had a couple ladies come in and this was in Southern Maryland 30 years ago. They were both in pretty rough shape with just arthritis, but, you know, a lifetime of unhappiness and inflammation. And one of them basically dragged themselves out of bed to the easy chair and watched TV most of the day and was pretty miserable. The other lady got up and shuffled to the kitchen and watched Bluebirds her bluebirds and she she lived for this family of bluebirds that would come back every spring and she'd watch them grow and you know fl- fledge and get out of the nest and you know make a new new brood and start all over again and that little bit of motivation that was a lesson because I was a young man it's like everybody needs a giant dream you know you need to change the world yeah and hers was just what what are the bluebirds doing today and that was enough to get her up and going and have a much more fulfilling life than this other woman who wasn't even quite in as bad shape, but she had nothing to live for, literally, other than her yeah. TV shows. And that's that's not a lot. So having a vision, even a small vision, and yours is actually a really big vision, but it's a very simple thing. It's not a, yeah. It, I, I don't want to take away from it because it's very profound, you know, to have a child and to spend time with the child and all. Is there anything more important in the world? But it's not, I'm going to change the world, found a company, make a million bucks, meet Tony Robbins, share the stage with them, you know, all this kind of ego, I don't want to even say ego driven, but all these big flashy things that you want to post on Facebook and Instagram. and TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that element's there too. It didn't come until I got better, but, you know, the, the impact is more than the, you know, the million dollar dream. Um, but I totally agree with you. And like what I've learned from being immersed in like the Napoleon Hill, the 1930s books world is that like people need three things. And the one thing is they need a definite purpose and not like through the studies in the book, 98% of people don't know what they want to do. So they're living life on autopilot Then you need a plan. How are you going to do it? It doesn't need to work out with your plan, um, but you, it needs to be there. And then you just need to take massive action. So, so Lauren, what's your purpose? Oh man, my purpose changes a lot. So <laughs> what's your purpose today? 
Um, you know, I, my, my purpose is very vague at this point, but it's to have a more positive impact on the world than when I left it. Um, and that was actually like the core of founding Lime Warrior is saying through what I am experiencing, I don't, I want less people to experience it. So that's actually what I founded the whole thing on the, like he says, the execution is tough and I wouldn't say we're the biggest nonprofit in the world, you know? So that's where that dream and the reality, I think that's, you know, I know Jordan does some really amazing coaching. And maybe he's not changing hundreds of thousands of people's lives, but he's having a very profound impact on some people's lives. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Almost done. I think that the, the number one thing that helped me get through is the purpose. I had a, I had a purpose. I was going to get better. And then doubt was gone. As soon as I had a purpose, I had no doubt. And I think that's what got me through it. Amazing. I am always amazed how often healing from Lyme disease comes back to a spiritual transformation. Mm -hmm. And we really don't have a good language to explain what a spirit is. The Chinese have some ideas about that, but they don't translate well into English. So I still haven't, after 30 years, still haven't wrapped my mind around it. But there's something, there's body, mind, and spirit. And what, yeah. it's not the mind, it's not the body, but it's not your soul. That's the other thing. It's not your soul necessarily. The soul is, is that's, a, that's a different religious concept. There's, there's spirit. So they put spirit in like the ability to think clearly, the ability to have willpower. It's more like what, what Napoleon Hill is, is, is going for. The ability yeah. to enjoy life, to, to savers, the good things of yeah. life. The ability to be Absolutely. connected to a higher purpose, a bigger, a purpose bigger than yourself, even if it is whatever that is, whatever that is. And then there's your own unique stamp, right? There's, so those are the five spirits in Chinese medicine. They all have Chinese names, but and I they, love all, that. they all share the same name too. They're all, they're Shens, various Shens, S-H-E-N. Cool. So, yeah. but yeah, it's when your spirit's broken and it's hard to know when your spirit's broken. Because sometimes we think it's our body, and sometimes we think it's our mind. Um, How sad is it that I'm a Western medicine? We don't have a spirit. Yep. Okay, you're absolutely uh, base right. medicine. <laughs> uh, so when your yeah. spirit's broken and they keep going after, oh, you got a positive think. It's not about positive thinking or mind over matter. Just you know, just if you want it bad enough, you can get up off the chair and you know, go walk a mile. No, yeah, no, you can't. You really just absolutely. Can't. Yeah, like there, there is such a thing as toxic positivity because if you're saying something and you inherently don't like it, it's not. It's not a fun place to be. And I've tried that, so that's that's not good. Um, I'm gonna steal that yeah. toxic positivity. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Thank you so much for your time and for your insights absolutely. and for your passion. Um, and I know you've got this project going on. Why don't you go ahead and share with everybody the sure. website and explain a little bit about what you're doing. Sure. So over the past few years, um, since I got better, I finished my business degree. I became a licensed personal trainer and then I became a licensed health and life coach. And I was helping others across, you know, their Lyme journey, chronic illness journey, just their journeys in general get, get better. And I realized that there's whole, this whole network of a hundred thousand other people that are equally or more qualified than myself that are really hard to reach. And it's hard to justify working with someone. I mean, everybody had the same Wix website, um, same similar testimonials. And what I've done is I've built in a method of trust. So um, I built a marketplace that connects potential clients with health coaches and they're all vetted by my team. 
So coaches submit certifications, experience. We have a one-to-one -one call like this with every single coach. And we're at just about 300 coaches now from everything from sex coaching to chronic, chronic illness coaching, spirituality coaching, and everything in between. And we relaunch actually on August 25th with a really easy booking flow. You simply land on a profile you like and you book with that coach. And the reason I've done it is just from my own personal journey. I want to help others. And if you are a coach or someone that helps others, we're 100% free to join. We just work on a transaction basis. So when you make money, we make money. We don't charge you otherwise. It's a really friendly place to be. We have monthly masterclasses, weekly community calls, and we're looking to, I guess, change the face of health. So that's what I'm working on. Um, the website is www.hatchpath.io. Hatching like an egg, path like your journey. So it's about birthing your new journey. And that's it. That's everything. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. That's a wrap. I love Jordan so much. <laughs> Me too. And thank you for making that introduction and putting us in touch. It's, it's so awesome to hear the, the real struggles, right? The struggles, if you're out there struggling, yes, that's the work to be done is to struggle. He, healing, getting through chronic Lyme when things have gone sideways and you're not feeling well, it's not easy. It is going to be the most difficult thing you and most of the people around you have been through. And that's just the way it is. There's no grace in it. You heard his struggle you know, and, and recovery and getting out of his own way and figuring out his own brain was thinking patterns was part of the problem. Even after he was feeling better, he went all the way back, but not to give up, not to give up. That's well, I think what's thing. very specific too, is he listed one specific somatic therapy. He said, I created a vision that was not within reality at all. And I moved towards that. And that's actually a staple of most brain retraining programs is creating a very high sense immersing yourself in the feeling and they said it works because the brain doesn't understand time if you can envision yourself in that space it actually takes your brain there instead of where you are currently and if you practice that you can bring your brain there i think that's so cool and like he said that vision of having a child which is beyond cool that that's literally what's happening in his life right now right like i think his child is like a week old and like how amazing was that um so to be able to manifest that from a place of chronic illness where that's not even possible and people say well that's not going to happen to me well it could <laughs> when we were coaching when i was coaching not you and me but other we were coaching uh, some of our very very successful teams one of the postseason visualizations we did was walking through the line after the game as a winner shaking the opponent's hand and we had we had a little mm -mm with the other coach so we we'd like to see her being beaten but that was the powerful it's like you visualize and again what's it going to feel like is your hand sweaty you know what is the the expression on their faces you know feeling your teammates in front of behind you to make it real as possible but on the other end of it you know, up to that point, we had been doing more visualization. Okay, visualize, you know, making the perfect pass and scoring the goal. It, no, you visualize the end of it, and the brain will take care of all the pieces in between. We'll start putting those puzzle pieces together. Like, how do I get there? So thank you for sharing that uh, tip. 
And if you do want to check out Primal Trust, please go to LimeWarrior.us and scroll down and you'll see the Primal Trust program. There's there's like a free introduction. What, what's available on your site? Um, I was about to say, some of them have free trials, some of them don't. We have, you know, Primal Trust, we have uh, Gupta, we have DNRS, they have various things, but I really encourage everybody to just try like a couple of them if you are able to or make a commitment to one. I think they're all amazing and they all just resonate with different people. So not, not a specific offer, just try one of them or try two of them. <laughs> primal Trust is on LimeWarrior.us. We do like that. Primal Trust. <laughs> yes, give it a try if you haven't. If the other ones aren't working for you, give it a try. <laughs> All right, Lauren. Thank you for soldiering through. Thank you for being semi-conscious. Maybe next time we'll get you semi-semi-conscious, kind of like I know, maybe things. full conscious one day. Full That's what I'm aspiring to. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you full conscious. No, no, it's look a lot. Out, look out, world. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Take care, everybody. Today. Yep. We'll see you when you see you. Hopefully next week, but. It'll be good when we get there. Ciao for now. Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.